where three women with names discuss movies about something other than a man. Paid in Puke is hosted by Annie Malone, Christina Barr, and Jessica Baxter. It's also a spoiler-filled free-for-all. You've been warned. Remember the prom? You got so thin by then. I was so lucky getting mono. That was like the best diet ever. Meet Romy and Michelle. Remember that time I barfed from really bad Mexican food? So gross. I hate throwing up in public. Oh, me too! Oh. They walk the walk. God, this underwear is totally riding up my butt. <laughs> they talk the talk. Romy, did you lose weight? Oh. All I've had to eat for the past six days are gummy bears, jelly beans, and candy corn. God, I wish I had your discipline. But at their high school reunion... Are you going? I'd rather put this out in my right eye. Um, okay. <laughs> they'll be in a class by themselves. We can go to the reunion and just pretend to be successful. Oh, my God. From this point on, we are sophisticated, successful career women. Which one of these guys will I have sex with at the reunion? Touchstone Pictures presents... <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that hurt, but it looked really good. Mira Sorvino. You have absolutely no proof that you're cuter. Okay, who lost their virginity first? Oh, big wow with your cousin Barry. I wouldn't brag about it. Lisa Goudreau. I'm sorry, I couldn't find my top. In a story of the blonde. What does this remind you of? Leading the blonde. Oh, I know. This lady is totally sick. Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. And what are you picking on us for? Anyway, we are not the ones who got fat. We're pregnant, you half-wit. Well... I hope your babies all look like monkeys. <laughs> On season eight, episode five of Paid in Puke, we're talking about David Merkin's 1997 comedy, Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion, starring Lisa Kudrow and Mira Sorvino. It was written by Robin Schiff, based on her play The Ladies' Room, which starred Lisa Kudrow. Mm. I'm Jessica Baxter. I'm Christina Bard. I'm Annie Malone. Joining us for another episode long Keggers with Kids segment is my child, Lula. You blow it tonight, girl, and it's Keggers with Kids all next year. Hi. Lula, how old are you? I am 12. I'm going to be 13 soon, actually. Pretty soon. Well... Romeo and Michelle tells the story of two dim-witted, inseparable friends who travel from L.A. to Tucson for their 10-year high school reunion. In preparation, they concoct lies about their lives in order to impress their classmates. Lula, what did you think of this movie? I actually really liked it. I thought it was super funny, even though the movie is pretty old. A lot of the jokes still kind of hit pretty well. Like, it's been 10 years since high school. Where have I been? I kind of felt that because it's weird <laughs> that I've been in middle school for almost two years now. Not even. And I haven't, I haven't stepped in my old elementary school in so long. It feels like it's been a long time. It feels like you. it's been a really long time. It's feel, it just like the years are flying by real fast. Mm-hmm. Wow, interesting. Time is really relative depending on how old you are. 
Yeah, you're not even two years into middle school. You're yeah, barely a year and a half. I feel like I'm ten years into middle school. Middle of seventh grade, <laughs> sort of. We're in November of your seventh yeah. grade year. Wow. From my experience, I would say middle school is the slowest time moves. Hmm. Oh, gosh. That was my experience. I also feel that way. Hanny is questioning. That's not ringing for me. And now I'm trying to think for Logan. Was that true? But Logan had like pandemic year in the middle of middle school. So that everything moved differently during that time. That's absolutely true. Yeah, I guess maybe nothing moves slower than pandemic year. Where I went to school, elementary was K through six. And then we had junior high, seven, eight, nine. I don't know. It's all a blur now. Oh my goodness. Well, just background about David Merkin, because, you know, we like to say what other things our directors do. I was surprised to learn that he is the creator of a show I really liked, Get a Life. The Chris Elliott sitcom, two seasons. But then the only other film he's directed that I knew is a 2001 film called Heartbreakers. Oh, Do you know that one? I like that movie. Jennifer Love Hewitt and Sigourney Weaver and Gene Hackman. Yeah, that's a funny movie. I don't remember. I think I didn't really like it at the time, but no, I guess it was 2001. I don't know. I didn't like it then, but maybe I'd change my tune about it. (laughs) It's a fun con artist movie. So up until this point, 1997, Markin had only done Get a Life, pretty much. And Lisa Kudrow was at the height of her fame on a little TV show called Friends. Goddess, Lisa. You heard of that show, Alula? Uh, yeah, I've heard of it. It does not hold up, I would argue. Pretty Mm -hmm. hardcore. It's surprising (laughs) how many young people, like, still watch that show. Yeah. But she was always great. She was the least problematic thing about Friends. Mm -hmm. And Mira Sorvino had just won an Oscar for her starring role in Mighty Aphrodite. So that's where they were at when they made this movie, which... They were big timers. They were big timers. Merkin was not a big timer, and this movie tested apparently really low before the premiere, but then it made $29 million at the box office, (laughs) which is kind of fun, especially considering what happened afterwards, that Mira Sorvino was blacklisted by Harvey Weinstein because she rejected his advances. Ugh. I, I won't get into it too much, especially with Lula around, but Harvey Weinstein's a guy who got arrested eventually, 30 years too late, for harassing and ruining the careers of many, many actresses Ooh. in Hollywood. He's pretty gross. He's like one of the grossest dudes. You know yeah. Baron Harkonnen from the movie Dune? Uh... <laughs> he comes out of the water. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that. Frank did not Anyway, they have the similar vibe. Oh, like Jabba the Hutt. Anyways. Shut up. Hot probs is on. Oh, shit, yeah. Lula, why don't you tell me if you had any probs, hot or otherwise, with mm-hmm. this movie? I don't know if this is a problem, but there is a lot of cigarettes in this movie. <laughs> I mean, it's not, not a problem. Mm. Cigarettes are pretty bad for you. Yeah. I think that this one has a lot of tropes that I find boring in a lot of movies. How they argue about something dumb and then split up and then get back together. Like every mm-hmm. Disney movie has this. And I feel like this is probably before there was a lot of this, but I feel like it's always been a thing. It was definitely not before. I mean, that's It was an established trope at that time, I would say. Yeah, I feel like those were always mm-hmm. put in just to like force drama or something. It is. So we could say that you were like the designer. Like, I thought of them, but you thought of making them yellow. You're obviously pissed at me. No, come on, why should I be pissed at you? Just because now I know how you really feel about me. Oh my god, I knew this would happen. I mean, I try for once, to be honest with you, and it blows up in my face. Okay, good. 
Let's be honest. I let you have the ideas. What? Yeah, I let you have the ideas so you won't feel so bad that I'm cuter. That's ridiculous. You're the Rhoda. You're the Jewish one. Oh, my God. I'm talking cuteness-wise, Romy, okay? And cuteness-wise, I'm the Mary. I carry you, Michelle. Without me, you'd be lost. <gasps> that is such a lie. Oh, yeah? Well, let's just see. Let's split up and see what happens. It's always especially surprising in a movie about, you know, best friends. Because in real life, I feel like best friends don't really fight okay. all that much. <laughs> yeah, and um, even if we do split up, it's for like 10 minutes. And then we apologize. <laughs> also, the giant dream sequence, mm -hmm. like, right in the middle of the movie was a little confusing to me. And I find a lot of dream sequences... I feel like the it was all a dream thing is kind of dumb as well. Because mm -hmm. you just have to disregard everything you just watched. Oh, God. Oh, we're really here. God. Thanks for not waking me up, Romy. What a bitch. There is some symbolism, though, in yeah, the dreams, I, I would argue. I also do feel, like, yeah, there's a little bit of symbolism. But then it kind of gives whatever they're doing kind of it, kind of an excuse to write off anything kind of weird or uncharacteristic that happened like how she literally got hit by a car with no injuries oh oh It has to be the formula for glue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Memorize the formula for glue. Well, then I'm sure you wouldn't mind giving us a detailed account of exactly how you concocted this miracle glue, would you? Well, ordinarily, when you make glue, first you need to thermoset your resin, and then after it cools, you mix in a um, epoxide which is really just a fancy schmancy name for any simple oxygenated adhesive, right? Then I thought maybe, just maybe, you could raise the viscosity by adding a complex glucose derivative during the emulsification process. And it turns out, I was right. That was really cool. Do either of you ladies have hot probs? I hate when, I mean, there's a character who is just like such a fucking bitch. Oh, sorry. That's <laughs> sorry, okay. I'm gonna swear. We can still swear. Just a fucking bitch to everybody and you're supposed to be like, okay, that's fine because it's Ginny Garofalo, you know? Mm -hmm. like, I thought her character was just too much of an asshole. Oh, Heather, I want to take another picture of you and Sandy for the yearbook and oh, I want to interview you too because I think it would make a really interesting article for the roundup. Oh, Toby, fuck off. Okay, but can I take a picture of you first? What is your damage, Heather? I know it was the 90s. She was also a big timer in the 90s, you know? And yeah. it's like, it's one of many things I hate about dream girls is how you're just sort of supposed to like Lizzie Kaplan, even though she's also a huge bitch, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like she's sort of cool and gothy looking, and it's like, she's such a bitch to Cameron Mannheim. It's so unnecessary. Heather Mooney from Sagebrush High in Tucson. Yeah. It's Romy. Romy White. You're shitting me. No, this is so weird. I didn't know you were living in L.A. Well, now that you know, will we be getting together a lot? <laughs> oh, you can't go in without a name tag. Fuck off. Heather Mooney? Oh my god, you're exactly the same. It really she is, is just constantly an asshole. I don't want to see her in a cute dress at Romeo and Michelle's shop <laughs> at the end, you know. Yeah. And like her whole arc is basically like then she's a little happier at the end because she learns that she also made someone else feel bad. That's kind of fucked up. It is, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I bet in high school everybody made somebody's life hell. 
Mm-mm, not me. Never had the opportunity to make anyone so I felt. You know what? I bet that's not true. You were really unpleasant. You think? Oh. Yeah. Come on. Um, Heather? Oh, I'm off duty. Um, since you never got around to it in high school, I was wondering if you could sign my yearbook. And, uh, please don't tell me to fuck off because it really hurts my feelings. I hurt your feelings? Yeah, all the time. Tremendous! That's tremendous. Go get your stupid yearbook. I would be happy to sign it. Okay, great. I'll be right back. Great. So, I kind of want to justice for Toby. Right? Yeah. yeah, I can see that. Otherwise, though, I really love this movie. It's just a little bit of victim of coming out in 1997. I mean, geez, that was like the height of being mean as being cool. Mm -hmm. That was right. the, the whole vibe. And Gina Gravelo is like known as one of the coolest people because she was so mean. And usually she punched, like in her comedy, she would punch down. I mean, punch up. Yeah. Sorry, punch up. There was something that I remembered. I found it kind of weird that literally not a single person changed personality-wise from high school. Yeah, I honestly think that's kind of true. I didn't go to a 10-year reunion mm -hmm. or any reunion, but I've heard that a lot, that the 10-year reunion, the same dynamics are still in play. Like that it yeah. could maybe mm -hmm. like 20 years. That tracks to me that like the mean girls would say, well, there was the one character who right, like, split the, off from the Vogue editor or whatever. Vogue <laughs> yeah. And you saw a little inkling of that in the flashback when she was the one who said that one of them was kind of cool. Those weirdos are staring at us again. They're obsessed with us. Look at what they're wearing. Where do you even get outfits that hideous? They made them in home ec from their own patterns. Actually, I think they're semi-interesting. In a freakish, off-putting sort of way. Why don't you just let them think for themselves for once? You're just jealous. Because unlike a certain bald-busting, dried-up career woman I might mention, we're all happily married. That's right, Christy. Keep telling yourself that. I don't really like my friends. So she definitely had an arc. That's true. Yeah, she just came more into her own. Right. She didn't care what those girls thought right. anymore. I have a hard time with all the weight stuff, but it also oh. really rings true yes. for that era. Did you lose weight? Actually, I have been trying this new fat-free diet I invented. All I've had to eat for the past six days are gummy bears, jelly beans, and candy corns. God, I wish I had your discipline. Remember the prom? You got so thin by then. Oh, I knew. I was so lucky getting mono. That was like the best diet ever. Ugh. Grow up, Heather. Bulimia is so 87. Yeah, yes. that was kind of like my, pro I just hated all of that, like with Romy being quote unquote fat. Even though I had to wear that stupid back brace and you were kind of fat, we were still totally cutting edge. Right. Oh my god, and, like, I know. In the flashback. She's like a size 12 maybe. It's like, right. And how they're still like in the future being like, well, if we're going to the reunion, we have to start dieting. So we're just going to have to make ourselves more impressive, that's all. Yeah. And it was real prevalent still at the time, like that actually yeah. rings true especially in LA I'm sure but I didn't I especially didn't like that like Michelle was like she's the one who was always bringing it up about like how Romy used to be fat and she's like you're almost as cute as me in some cultures maybe cuter like yeah. you're supposed to build friends up not like give them backhanded compliments but. right yeah well in you know the part where they're deciding like okay we have two weeks this is all we need to do is get boyfriends and jobs or whatever and she's like I hate to say this but I think we should lose a little weight so I'm gonna go out and bag us some boyfriends while you can look for a cool new job. Okay. Plus, I hate to say it, but I really think that we should lose some weight. 
Oh. Two weeks for the... Right. It's like, why? Why? <laughs> yeah. Right. It's weird that Michelle doesn't even question that, really. You know, it's like, yeah, we should... Like, they're... It's hard to, like, use language for this kind of thing because it's like, mm-hmm. neither of them are overweight, even though that's, like, not... Just right. even the word overweight implies that there's a correct weight to be, you know? But this is representative of diet culture in the 90s, you yeah. know? But by those standards, they're both, like, two skinny ladies. Yeah, right. yeah, like, yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, you're right. We should lose weight. Mm-hmm. It is funny when she takes the chip from her. She's like, <laughs> I think that like one chip makes a difference. It wasn't even a whole chip. That's a good point. <laughs> you kind of said what I was going to say. Like, these are two very normally proportioned people. Not saying that this is like a normal, but like, they're fine. There's nothing wrong with them. I think they're pretty skinny, actually. Right. That's the thing. It's like, you can even set aside how problematic it is to be like, we want to look thin at the reunion. Even setting that aside. They will be thin at the reunion. They're thin. Like, if yeah. that's what yeah. they want, they already got that. Like, yeah. It's weird. Yeah, and they they did, like, leave Tucson, and they're living yeah. in Venice Beach. It sounds like it's awesome. I don't mm-hmm. know, like, the idea that they think they're right. losers. I mean, I guess there's not a movie really as much without it, but, like, that Michelle goes along with that, because since she's the one who, at the end, it's, it's so lovely when she's like, I didn't even know that we had a bad time in high school. Can I tell you the truth? I never knew that we weren't that great in high school. I mean, we always had so much fun together. I thought high school was a blast. And until you told me that our lives weren't good enough, I thought everything since high school was a blast. I think we should go back out there as ourselves and just have fun like we always do. The hell with everyone else. Like, she is just perfectly happy and not... Like, it's surprising that she is just like, okay, yeah, we have to impress everybody, you know? Yeah, she really is just going along with Romy's idea. But then at the same time, I wonder how much of it is, like, Michelle kind of nagging her a little bit, you know? (laughs) She's like, we should lose weight. Maybe it's because Michelle's always like, you know, you were fat then and now you're not as fat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that stuff is just all so hard. It just really, really was exactly like that. Especially Mm -hmm. the whole, like, it's a joke, but it's also true of, like, oh, my diet was, like, five pieces of candy and that's all I ate today. I feel like the, you know, like, the non-fat craze for a while, like, it was just, you would just eat so much sugar it still says on red vines a fat-free food like it's still on the packaging like that means anything like oh it's fat-free to eat this package of red vines it's still just candy it's still candy but i feel like there really was a thing like oh i've just been eating gummy bears and whatever and it's like yeah that like rings true yeah so wild (laughs) so it's a period piece in some way for sure oh my goodness healthy diet and it's kind of a period piece about a period piece, you know, <laughs> like, because the time jump and flashbacks. Yeah, I guess that's all my... Oh, no, I do have one more big prop, which is that Romy never returns Ramon's car. I really hate that. Yeah, that And is... I don't know, there's, like, an argument to be made. I saw somewhere that someone was like, well, I bet Sandy had it driven back or paid someone or whatever. But it's like, she doesn't even think about it. I just feel like right. it... I didn't see her whole interaction with Ramon. And maybe if he was just, like, constantly hitting on her, she'd have some animosity and yeah. would be like, fuck that guy. But it has some really nice car. Seemed cool to lend it to her. Yeah, <laughs> did her a solid, I yeah. mean, that's the big thing. You don't, like, just leave someone's car in another state. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, it's when I'm sorry, I left your car in Greenwood. No 
would have been so yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, like, that was also the thing. If they were hoping to impress people with their car and, like, maybe even get, like, boyfriends, you have to return the car eventually. <laughs> right. Well, but what are you going to do when you have to return it? Yeah. Well, they didn't live in Tucson. That's why they thought it would be okay to... They even have that conversation. They're like, oh, we can't be living a lie, but we're just doing it for a night in Tucson. Mm-hmm. And then it's just to cover for the reunion. Anybody else have any hot probs? That was not good. Yeah, there really aren't that many. I have yeah, way more meaningful good. passages. Yeah. Next call. So many meaningful passages. <laughs> yeah, are we going to do meaningful passages? Well, I first I just want to say, I just want to read a little uh, quote from Mira Sorvino, because one of the things I love is Romy's accent. Mm. It's just so funny. It's such a funny accent. Like, that's just what I think of. If you, like, boiled the whole movie down to, to like, one word, be just her saying her own name, even, you know? <laughs> so her quote is, The voice is based somewhat on my sister. When my sister was younger, she had this best friend named Murph, and we grew up in New Jersey, and somehow they both sort of spoke in this. And it says breaks into Romy's voice. They didn't have the chuckle so much, but it was just that weird sort of pseudo-Valley Girl twin speak that they had. And I just made it a little bit lower because I felt the Romy is the guy in the relationship. <laughs> She's the John Wayne in her head. So it made sense to have a more masculine tenor to her. <laughs> I like how much thought she put into it, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's what her voice <laughs> in this movie reminds me of Elise, actually. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Elise is from Long Island. <laughs> I know. I've already started underlining meaningful passages in her copy of Mopey Dick, if you know what I mean. Yes, meaningful passages are plentiful. <laughs> Lou, do you have any lines that stuck out for you that you really like? Oh, um, yes, I do. Probably a, a really strong line that I liked from the end, which was kind of a sum up of the character arc, is, you're a bad person with an ugly heart, and I don't give a flying fuck what you think. We only did it because we wanted you to treat us like human beings. But you know what I finally realized? I don't care if you like us, because we don't like you. You're a bad person with an ugly heart, and we don't give a flying fuck what you think. Which I feel like is just a really strong line. It's kind of a really good wrap-up. They spend almost the entire movie caring about what others think, and then at the end, they're just like, you know what, fuck it, we're gonna be ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think we should go back out there as ourselves and just have fun like we always do. The hell with everyone else. Exactly. I think that's the attitude that spoke to a lot of people with this movie. The idea that it doesn't matter if you impress the people that were mean to you in high school or not, because they're not good people. (laughs) If they were mean to you in high school, they're not worth your time. Yeah, I mean, even, I I mean, I get bullied in school sometimes. Not like bullying, really. But I get teased in school, like, just for doing things that I like doing. So I don't really care because, like, why do I need to care about what you think? Because you're obviously a dumbass. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna wear bunny ears to school and I don't care if you stop me in the hallway <laughs> doesn't this cafeteria have a no fags allowed rule well yeah they seem to have an open door policy for assholes though don't they totally and I love how they're at the prom and they're both the two Madonnas oh, well, <laughs> oh, yeah. maybe a hot prom because I don't know if that look that Romy has with Madonna it does predate was, that look was, unfortunately uh, yeah yeah, but it's like I dream of genie hair. Yeah, that's true. And maybe she was just like maybe Madonna stole it from her. Yeah, you really know, Madonna. that is true. <laughs> she kind of did yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> she did, like Debbie Mazars look. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I love Madonna. Yeah, I love Madonna. 
Michelle's prom dress. <laughs> yeah. But I love how, you know, Michelle is like, this is so typical. Of course, we're like the only ones who don't look like we're going to a hoedown. <laughs> you know? They and are like, the coolest dressed at yeah. the prom, for sure. And I so remember those days, like, being a teenager, and my friends and I <laughs> are like, oh, I can't wait to get out of this town. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I can't wait till we move to LA. Me too! <laughs> Everything's gonna happen for us there, Michelle, and we'll never look back. Okay. Yeah, I just like really felt that really hard. Like, ugh, people just don't understand. Like, yeah. In, like in high school and like thinking like, ah, gotta get out of here. Even Romy, who has a terrible time, you know, she's like really aware of the bullying. She's still like always so hopeful, you know, she's so hopeful when she goes to the dance. Yeah. Yeah. She has like peaks and valleys of being hopeful and then getting those hopes dashed. Yeah, they definitely stood out like they were like striking among like the other, like at the prom, just like their style. Yeah, they do a really good job of making you feel for these characters. (laughs) In the like high school scene where she gets stood up by this guy and he's like, damn. There's nothing I can do about this happening right now. (laughs) I just want so bad to tell her. (laughs) It's sad. I mean, obviously the guy is like such a drip anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He becomes such a loser. Yeah. It's very satisfying to see it come full circle at the end. And I think there was a time when I actually thought you were cool. I just laughed so hard at the delivery and physical comedy of Romy's excuse. Would you excuse me? I cut my foot before and my shoe is filling up with blood. <laughs> and then she like commits to it by walking away. But yeah, it's like. Such a funny thing to say. What a hilarious excuse. I really love in the beginning when they're watching Pretty Woman. And Michelle's like, I just get really happy when they finally let her shop. <laughs> Oh my god, listen to that sad, sad music as she leaves. It's like boo-hoo. But it is actually kind of sad. Anything you see here we can do, by the way. Get ready to have some fun, okay? Okay. Mary Pat, Mary Kate, Mary Frances, Tova, let's see it. Come on, bring it on. I just get really happy when they finally let her shop. It's so funny to hear like that scene like described that way. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's sad because they won't let her shop. And then yeah. they do let her shop. <laughs> <And> then, <yeah. laughs> they say they're making fun of Pretty Woman, but they're actually just mostly watching it for real right. and kind of liking it. Right. <laughs> I love at the senior prom, Romy's like, should I ask Billy to dance since it's the last night of high school? And Michelle's like, it's senior prom. Nobody's going to say no to <laughs> <laughs> and then Sandy Frank comes and asks her to dance, yeah. and she's like, no. And it's like a cascade of no's. Yeah. I like Janine Garofalo's character. She's just like, I'll dance with you. <laughs> she just like leans in. And he's, like, he's like, no, it's not fun unless you love the person. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she thinks this is the last night of school and I might never see him again. But maybe he would dance with me? I mean, it's senior prom. Nobody's gonna say no to anyone tonight. Michelle, since this is the last night of school and all, would you care to dance with me once? No. I'll dance with you. Nah. It's no fun unless you really love the person. Oh my god, that I feel pretty hard. I had a sort of situation like that where I (laughs) 
had like this massive crush on a friend of mine who liked another person and he was always like you're such a good friend <laughs> i'd be like <laughs> that same thing has kind of happened to me as well oh no <laughs> kids have just such harsh ways of yeah. speaking to each other at that age it's really hard they think that they're like doing you a favor by being like brutally honest but really the brutality is worse yeah because yeah. like i thought that's what friends were supposed to do was i not your friend anymore yeah sometimes people say like let's be friends and they really mean i don't want to talk yeah, to you ever again anything, right? <laughs> yeah which sucks kids are just really harsh to each other i just killed my best friend and your worst enemy same difference i really like singing on road trips in movies <laughs> Oh, and then especially great. like just getting all the lyrics wrong yes. is so <laughs> so funny. I have no idea what the rest of the lyrics are. Me neither. You have one hell of an eye. I love that. You're burning, You have one hell of an eye. You have one hell of an eye. Oh, right. Oh, wait. Um, when I was doing like this like mini dance party with some of my friends and we were at this Airbnb, I was playing a bunch of music from my phone and we were trying to do like karaoke of Shut Up and Dance With Me. But we didn't know, like, any of the <laughs> words other than the chorus. <laughs> so when they were, like, saying other words, we were just like... <laughs> Another, like, very 90s, like, she's going to the Singled Out show, and she's like... I know I'm supposed to wait in that line, but listen, I wouldn't even be here if this weren't, like, a dating emergency. Our cutoff is 25. Try VH1. Yes. <laughs> she's like, the cutoff is 25. And then the lady's like, try VH1. Oh, and man. Like, that was so, I just remember that, the mentality. That's of, harsh. The yeah. VH1 is the old, old people. It's for olds. And then I remember being like, yeah. I like VH1 better now. I'm like VH1 I've aged into the VH1, VH1 demographic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Because they had all those, like, I they love had, the 90s shows right. or whatever. They had, like, like pop video, right? Which mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, do you have some sort of businesswoman special? <laughs> iconic. Now just remember, from this point on, we are sophisticated, educated, successful career women. Right. Okay. Yeah. Hello. Um, we need something to go. Okay. Do you have some sort of businesswoman special? Come again? Well, we're businesswomen. Yeah, from L.A. And you know, some places have, like, a lunch special? For business women. We don't have anything like that. Well, then why don't you just give us um, two burgers and fries and Diet Cokes, because we're in a hurry. We're doing Tucson later for a business thing, you know. What kind of business you in? I also really love Michelle and I just fell out of touch about two hours ago. <laughs> I mean, Michelle and I just fell out of touch about two hours ago. I like when she's like, I wish there was a lesbian. And she's like, do you want to have sex sometime and see if we are? Like, she's just <laughs> yeah. like, oh, no. game is. Like, yeah. Like, you know, let's just see. I swear to God, sometimes I wish I were a lesbian. 
You want to try to have sex sometimes? This is real. What? You think, yeah, right, Michelle. The thought of having sex with another woman creeps me out. But if we're not getting by the time we're 30, ask me again. Okay. They give me such vague lesbian energy. Yeah, I yeah, know. They should have. Like, just date each other. They should have tried it. <laughs> but that was also spoke to the time. It didn't even seem like an option in the 90s for some reason. Yeah, I feel like your best friend seems so approachable, yet so unapproachable mm -hmm. in a topic like that. It's just hard to say in a way. Yeah, it gets a little murky. I love the dream, like, where it's, like, 70 years later, and Michelle's still looking at her medal from the reunion, and, like, <laughs> yeah. like, are you happy with me, or something like that, and she's like, I've just been lonely with no one to talk to. <laughs> Have you been terribly unhappy with me all these years? Oh, no. No, Sandy. Oh, good. I've just been lonely with no one to talk to. That's such a big oof. Yeah. That's really funny. And then it's so funny when she calls the elderly Romy and like talks to Billy Jr. And it's <laughs> like he's like a child, like Billy, honey. Yeah. Your mommy there. Yeah. <laughs> like, like when like mom's still, or you know. Like, yes. Even he though looks, he's like he's an old man, also. He looks like he's like twenty five or something. Yeah. Well, he is like a young man, but he's wearing old man makeup. He's supposed to be like fifty or I don't know forty. Whoa, that, fifty. That's too Old. <laughs> That's too old. What? Come on. <laughs> yeah, I was I was talking about like um to talk being to a way? mother of someone who's fifty. That that is too old to me. Oh man. You hard to find. I guess I better die before you I turn know. fifty. I was like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> no, don't die. Mom. Damn, dude. I really like she can't come to the phone right now. She's on her deathbed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Billy Jr. Oh, Billy, honey, is your mommy home? Well, yeah, yeah, but uh, she, she can't come to the phone right now. She, she's on her deathbed. That's like pretty good old person makeup, actually. They apparently yeah. had to get face casts. Oh, wow. Like it was tailored to oh, their wow. own face somehow. I don't know. They, there was something really good, I, I read about <laughs> Mira Sorvino saying it was very unpleasant experience of getting her face cast wow. for it. The middle finger is probably the funniest thing you could possibly do before you die. It's pretty good, yeah. Finger. I do like a slow middle finger, always. So there's a line <clears throat> that is different in the movie from the trailer, oh. and I feel like the trailer oh. it's funnier when Michelle says to the three mean girls, she's like, what are you making fun of us? We are not the ones who got that. <laughs> we're pregnant like in the movie she goes well i hope your babies look like monkeys but in mm -hmm. the trailer the line is she's like okay we're not the ones who got pregnant <laughs> and what are you picking on us for anyway we are not the ones who got fat we're pregnant you half wit well i hope your babies all look like monkeys Huh. We're pregnant, you half-wit. Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. Okay, we are not the ones who got pregnant. <laughs> Rated R. It's <laughs> so funny. I don't know why they changed it. Yeah. That is really funny. I, I also really like her line about when she was like, we have three kids, and she says, oh, you must feel really tight. Yes, yes. <laughs> My priorities have changed since I became a mommy. Can you believe this is number three? Wow, three kids. God, you must feel really tied down. Not at all. I feel very fulfilled. It's funny 
Because their arc, like those two, like what's his name? You Billy Christian. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, did you ever see this movie? Ten years. It's sort of like kind of like a more serious version of this. It's just about a ten-year high school reunion. Okay. And Laura and I watched it once because it has Oscar Isaac and Channing Tatum. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sad to say, but Chris Pratt is, like, probably the best thing in that movie. Wow. And he has a character like that where it's, like, he was cool in high school and ten years later it is, like, not cool anymore. Oh, <laughs> yeah. similar. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that works for him, for sure. The Mean Girls. Uh, I don't really know what they were drinking, but I'm assuming it was alcohol, and so they were all drinking while pregnant. I feel like the one in the middle who's got this blue bottle, I think that's just like a sparkling water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I noticed it was like the martini like glass. Like in the version, <laughs> one's in purple suit, other mm-hmm. one's in yellow, mm-hmm. pink and green, or whatever. They're, all their drinks match their suits. Oh, really? And I was like, what could be that? purple drink. <laughs> there's a couple clues that it's a dream like yeah. there's like balloons kind of forming the shape of the magnets that got put on her like oh, that yes. apple and a banana oh, nice. i didn't even notice that that cameraman and then, kind of floats over the the yeah oh yeah she oh, over yeah. the sunroof hey you guys there was Vote. Yeah. Like Toby's just always like the announcer, you know, like getting <laughs> such a thrill out of like telling everybody, Hey everybody, Sandy Frank just landed in a helicopter. She's like the organizer. There's more hints of the dream. The cars just teleport inside of the building, and then there's two red carpets that lead outdoors oh, yeah. that were not there before. <laughs> it does get kind of more and more preposterous as she gets closer to waking up. I've never had a dream that normal. <laughs> that normal yeah probably the most normal dream i've ever had was i was in a playroom watching smash characters perform alexander hamilton <laughs> fun <laughs> it was a good dream just really like enjoy your fashions that's a funny thing to say to someone when they <laughs> buy a bunch of clothes yeah. thanks for stopping by yeah enjoy your fashions have a roomy michelle day that was a good one. I do enjoy the fashions in this movie. Yeah, they really are very fashionable. Yeah. And then it's a great ending. You know what, Michelle? <laughs> huh? I think you are like the funnest person I know. Me too! Like you! Uh, uh. It's so sweet. It's very sweet. Uh, bang and soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a really good mixtape. Yeah, I, I really liked the music. You did? It was nice. It was All like, the music were like bangers. So the year they graduate, 1987, and then 1997. So it's like some mix of songs from mid-80s and mid-90s. I like old songs for some reason. Well, a good song never goes out of style. <laughs> There's a lot of old songs on TikTok, I've noticed. Like, a few of the songs from that 90s playlist that they were doing on KEXP, like, a few of them I had heard on TikTok quite a few times. Heaven is a Place on Earth, I thought that was just such a perfect song for them, going up in the helicopter, and it was so funny, like, seeing seeing Heather and the cowboy, like, making out. Oh yeah, the cowboy is just a great thing in its own, because it's Justin Thoreau, God. I feel he has Laura Dern Syndrome, because I'm like, he Mm -hmm. looks exactly the same in that movie that he does now. He's always looked like Terrific genes, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, but I mean, I feel like even when he was younger, he looked, like, in his 30s. Mm-hmm. Like if he's yeah. supposed to be 25 in this. Yeah, he definitely did. <laughs> oh, oh, God, he's so hot. <laughs> he really does it for me. 
I love how he's like, I was so miserable in high school, I don't think I said a single word the whole time. I really love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah, that's impressive that he was able to say, like, only two words in the entirety of high school. <laughs> I don't know if this is just for me, but, like, it's hard not to say things at school, like, all the time. I think he might have just been be being hyperbolic. Yeah. Um, and then I guess I just, I have to say a meaningful passage is just the way Romy says post-its, post-its, because uh, that's just how, like, I always say it for the rest of my life. I invented post-its. No, really, what do you do? That's what I do. I invented post-its. It is funny, too, like, <laughs> we're going to point it out, like, everyone, that's, like, the only way to be successful is to invent something. <laughs> It is oh, kind of amazing. Yeah. She invented the quick burning paper. Yeah. How often do you invent something? In real life, not very often. But in this movie, it's your passport to success. Yeah. There are just some moments with their relationship that I, I think is like so familiar. It's like the argument that they get in in the car and it's like a totally made up, oh, it sounds like you invented it or you did everything. But then it like turns it. It's like a total like fantasy, like didn't happen. But then, like, oh, it right. becomes, yes. like, a real yeah. argument about, like... It's like, why couldn't I? Right. Right. Yeah. And it's like, neither of you did, really. I mean, that's kind of why it almost works, though, you know, mm-hmm. is just because it's so ridiculous anyway. Usually in a comedy, there has to be some validity to the conflict. But here, it's like, not really, because they're already on this surreal level of stupidity. Right, yeah. I love when they're looking at their yearbook and, like, they're both in the same photo together. Yeah, that's really funny. It's a really hilarious story about, like, the guy who should be in between them. It's this hilarious thing about they turn the sprinklers on him. Yeah. And it's like, didn't he die? Yeah, he's dead now. That was so funny. I think so. (laughs) Oh my god, do you remember what a big controversy it was for us to have our picture taken together? (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, well Danny Weller like lodged that complaint and you know, because alphabetically he's supposed to be between us. (laughs) (laughs) And then we said, okay Danny, if you want to be between us, you can come to Michelle's house on Friday night and we'll be waiting. Tiny came over and we're like, Danny, it was a joke. Uh, I know, and then we turned the sprinklers on it. <laughs> oh my god. Didn't he die? I think so. Yeah. That is, that's like a barb and star joke. I was like, hey, he was a killer. He was a real killer. He was trying to kill us. Remember when I was hitting that run and that lady pass? <laughs> I also don't know what, what happened to that. <laughs> Right, I know. Trish died. Star was in it. Like, was there a third person? Yeah, I know. It's pretty sus on on Star's part. I've got some fun facts. Ooh. One fun fact is that Alan Cumming, who plays, we haven't talked about him too much, Sandy but he's Frank. very fun. He plays Sandy Frank. He owns a bar in New York City. It's called Club Cumming. Oh. <laughs> Where every Saturday they host the Romy and Michelle afternoon tea dance. What? Oh, and they play God. 90s music yeah, and sure. they have scarf folding station. <laughs> you submit DJ requests on Pistons. 
Uh, do you get to do the dance that they did at the end of the movie? I would be so surprised if no one had ever done that dance. I'm sure it's happened. I'm that, sure. That dance was hilarious. I feel like people, I, I, yeah. I'm sure lots of people know that dance and can do it. Actually, I, that was another thing from that Vulture interview with Mira Sorvino that was so good, where she said she follows the Romy and Michelle tag on Instagram. And she said she's seen several times where people incorporated that into their wedding dance. Oh, wow. That's so extra because it's like you have to have a third person. She's very touched by all of that. So there are lots of people that know the dance. I love how at the end, like, they're doing the pose. And Romy's like, see, I told you going to the clubs would pay off. Yes, <laughs> like that's because you do see a little bit of them doing their stuff in the clubs and the first time it's a little hint and it's pretty good still it's not quite as good as the end dance but it's really funny that like that's what they're practicing at the club yeah. <laughs> another fun fact i have is that at one point lisa kudrow is wearing a red blouse when she enters the bargain mart it's the same one that courtney cox wore at the end of scream and for my final really interesting fun fact, Mira Sorvino put some shout outs to her boyfriend at the time, Quentin Tarantino, oh. in the scene where they're eating the hamburgers. You can see a takeout bag from Big Kahuna Burger oh. and an ad for red apple cigarettes is oh, on the building cute. next to their apartment. Nice. Hmm. Whoa. That's nice. They were together kind of a long time, I think. They were. Wow. I forgot they were together. I know. How does, how does he do? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he was our generation's Pete Davidson? <laughs> no. I think he just was such a big thing for a while that yeah. it was like, his lips just got ignored. <laughs> I mean, he was such a big deal. He was. It was yeah. a pretty big deal. Oh, I forget I love Michelle's cootie catcher when they're trying. Oh, that is really funny. Which one of these guys will I have sex with at the reunion? That's really good. So this is what's called a lunchtime poll. Okay, well, Lula, I didn't tell you about this part before, I don't think. We're going to do the lunchtime poll, which is a question that we all answer. Oh, cool. And so the question mm -hmm. is... Which, of course, you know, because I'm sure you're a dedicated listener. She is, actually. I, I do listen yeah. to it, but I have never noticed that before. I'm oh. sorry. Well, because well, she listens to it to go to sleep. Trying to go to sleep. So she doesn't oh, usually, usually do it at the end. It's nice to hear her voice. Oh, it's so sweet. I appreciate the deals, the downloads. You got really good ratings, by the way. Oh, like, all the ratings I saw at the bottom of your podcast were, like, five stars. Oh, nice. Great. That's because we were saying nice. five stars are GTFO. Yeah. <laughs> wow. If you did not like this podcast, Thank you. No further, I love that. So, the question is, what song would you choreograph a little dance to do at a reunion or other gathering? Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's a lot of songs that I feel like I really like, but aren't very good to dance to. Mm. I don't know if it's just because I listened to this really recently, but I feel like Senorita would be a really good song to do for like a couple's dance for. Is that that? Yes. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. Camila Cabello, I think? Yes, oh, thank okay. you. That's our top 40 expert over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer, Lou. Nice. First of all, I love this question. I don't remember who came up with it. It wasn't me. Um, it was me. 
<laughs> I would like to do Only You by Yaz or Yazoo. Oh, yes. Oh, wow, that's a great song. Just is. one of my favorite songs. That's one of my karaoke favorites. I just karaoke that like a couple weeks ago. Looking from a window above, it's like a story of love. Can you hear me? Came back only yesterday. and also kitschy, campy, and it would be easy to do like a choreographed dance to. Like it's mm -hmm. so It'd be a lot like what they do, the time very, after yeah, time. You could definitely time. do the same moves to yeah. only you. That's such a great song. <laughs> Mine is kind of, okay, I love Orinoco Flow. Oh. Yeah, I think it's oh, wow. like an epic song, and it's got like these like, I don't know, like a wall of sound kind of thing to Absolutely, it. there's a ton going yeah. on in that uh, song. Jumps in it and mm. like a scooter. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> we were just talking about that the other day because KEXP was doing 1990 week and so they played that because that was the same year that Pure Moods compilation mm -hmm. came out that had like the monks chanting song. You know that one that's like doo 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 doo. -doo. Oh, the monks are chanting. Is sadness part yeah, that's two it. Or something like that. Mm -hmm. There's some really weird songs with it. And the deep forest, like those were all on there. Imagine a world where time drifts slowly, a world where music carries you away. Experience pure moods, the perfect soundtrack for your way of life. Direct from Europe, this multi-platinum collection has won the hearts of millions. Set adrift with the timeless pleasures of tubular bells. Or take a trip into the unknown with the X-Files theme. No other collection gives you the feeling of pure moods. Order Pure Moods, call the number on your screen, or send check or money order for the amount shown, plus shipping and handling. Rush delivery available. Call now. That's such a crazy <laughs> specific time. I know. <laughs> what what were we into then? A little bit of new And my mom yeah, fucking new loved it, speaking of new age. Yeah, my mom was like, yes. She had that. She bought it off the television, <laughs> called that 1-800 number, got the cassette, played it in the car a bunch. It's like... ASMR, but for the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> Before we even knew what there was. And it is like a really like a top grossing artist, and it's just like licensing and like and that music, or that song. Damn, yeah. Like oh my so god. Much. It's um, crazy. Love it. 
I would do Common People because <laughs> it has like a dance to it in the video, the original video. There's like this really fun little dance that my BFF Faye and I would, we did learn at one point, did it in our living room <laughs> just to the, <laughs> to the video. So I'd want to do that because it's it was just really fun. It's a fun little day. It's like just throwing shapes basically, but <laughs> and not so not very hard. You know that's that was the inspiration. It's like if you're not a dancer, but you can still do this dance and it looks pretty cool. Yes. And it's a good song. It's a great song. How very good answers, everybody. See everyone's dances by next week. <laughs> All right. I guess it's not kind of a question in general because I couldn't find an answer to this. But I did notice that Romy's last name is White, and I was wondering if it was a shout out to Carrie. Oh. I don't know. I thought there was a couple fast time shout outs actually. Oh, they mentioned someone named Deegan a couple times in Say Anything and Fast Time. No, not Say Anything. Singles. It's like a Cameron Crowe thing mm -hmm. to have someone named Deegan in your movie. Huh. And then that it ended with We Got the Beat, which is how Fast Times open. Yes. Um, but I don't know, the white thing, I just thought it was like their names are supposed to be close together because of that yearbook thing, like right. one person would be between them. But, yeah. But maybe. But I mean, yeah, yeah, like, you know, a movie that's about mean kids in a prom, mm -hmm. and a character's name White. Are we going to prom or to hell? And I remember thinking that when I first saw the movie, too, expecting something really terrible to happen to them at the prom <laughs> because of her last name being White. I don't know. Not that oh, it's yeah. like, it's a really common name. And because something did happen at the first prom. Right. And mm -hmm. with a guy, Bill, because yeah. and he, John Travolta's name is Billy. <gasps> right, Billy. Yeah. Oh my God, totally. Billy Loomis. Oh. Yes. So maybe. Well, mm. Carrie's so good, Lula. It's really scary, oh, but yeah. someday we'll watch all the scary things together. Oh, not, yeah. not yet. I'm not really <laughs> looking forward to that, but I hope it makes you happy. Well, I'll only do it if so it makes good. you happy, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, we're we're done podcasting. I think. All right. Thank you, yeah. Lula. Thank you for being with us. I I it's a, it's an honor to to be on the podcast. There. I really hope I can come back here sometime. Of course, yeah. you yeah. absolutely Thank can. You, this is, you were great. You were really great. If you enjoyed this episode of Paid in Puke, please take a minute to rate us highly on your preferred podcast listening apparatus. If you did not enjoy this episode, no further action is necessary. Paid in Puke is hosted by Annie Malone, Christina Barr, and Jessica Baxter. Music by Silent Partner. Follow us on Twitter at Paid in Puke Pod, on Instagram at Paid in Puke Seattle, and on Facebook at Paid in Puke Podcast. Thanks for listening. Lick it up, baby. Lick it up.